Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to Season 2 of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. Hi, y'all, and welcome to our Coffee with Carrie Summertime Series. Last week, I started sharing how to homeschool for free, or at least for almost free, and I talked for way too long again. So I'm back again to finish the conversation. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast yet, don't miss it. I gave lots of advice on how to make some creative and practical choices to cut costs while still being able to plan lots of great lessons and to do lots of great educational activities. Now, I left off last week sharing how to teach math for free and on a budget. Hopefully, I convinced you last week that you do not need super expensive state-approved textbooks or curriculum to teach math during those wonder years. Now, in this week's podcast, I want to pick up where we left off. Now, you know, the same is true for grammar, writing, and reading, too. You really don't need an all-in-one grammar program during the wonder or middle school years. The internet is full of free worksheets for parts of speech, writing activities, grammar rules, punctuation and editing exercises, and even worksheets for literary devices in those upper grades. Since the skills in math and grammar are taught and retaught and reviewed out of nauseam every year, you really don't need to follow some fancy scope and sequence of skills or state standards in these two areas. If they're doing basic exercises every day or every week and applying those skills in real life by writing and computing in some way, they will be ready for high school stuff when they get there. Now, copy work dictation, and narration are all free ways to teach writing, punctuation, sentence structure, and spelling. Copy verses, copy poems, copy inspirational sayings and famous quotes. What better way to teach values, morals, and biblical truths, as well as excellent writing skills, than by imitating the great authors and speakers throughout history? And you know what? It's all free. And you can also play tons of work games, and the best ones are free. Hangman, 20 Questions, I Spy, and the classic board games like Scrabble, Boggle, and Mad Libs can be found at toy stores or at garage sales for super cheap. And don't forget to listen to my podcast, Writing Lessons, You Can Do It, and the other podcast, Creative Writing Toolbox, for more specific writing ideas. Now, for the older kids, you can find tons of story starters and essay prompts online, all for free. You can use the online website Paper Raider or Grammarly or EasyBib, and they'll actually evaluate or correct your child's paragraphs or stories too. If you have a few extra dollars to spend and you want something a little bit more formal in the middle school years, then I highly recommend any of IEW's themed writing books or IEW's fixed grammar books 
or their All Things Fun and Fascinating or Fable, Myths, and Fairy Tales books. Now, you don't need to purchase IEW's entire Level A, B, or C intensive curriculum. You can if you want to, because they're fabulous. But you can learn to write well using the student workbooks only and the ones that I mentioned earlier. They're all self-explanatory, and they're full of great writing tips and ideas. And they usually only cost about $25 or so for the consumable student workbook. Now, IEW's High School Elegant Essay Workbook and IEW's Bible Lesson Workbook, How to Write a Novel Workbook, and Classical Rhetoric Workbook are all fabulous, complete high school literature and writing courses too. And you can get those workbooks for about $35 each. And yes, the same is true for reading. You don't need fancy all-in-one curricular or expensive textbooks for reading instruction. There are tons of great, colorful, cheap, quote-unquote, reading or spelling workbooks at bookstores and at Costco. Now, my all-time favorite reading instruction book is called Phonics Pathways. It's just one simple book, and it's super cheap. Now, besides my library card, my main resource for teaching reading were boxes and boxes of index cards that I got from the dollar store. Write sight words on index cards. Now, I wrote them in red ink so that when my child saw them, they knew right away that it was a word they couldn't sound out. Write words that they can sound out on those index cards, but write them in black so it reminds them they can sound them out. Write out vowel and consonants on index cards, and vowel combinations like oi, oi, and oy, or double e and ea on index cards. Then, use them for everything. Play games with these index cards. Go on scavenger hunts with them. Do speed drills with them. Collect these index cards and master these words one by one. For example, show your child the index card that has a verb on it that can be sounded out like hop, skip, or jump. Now, after they sound it out, they act it out. Or write a simple sentence on an index card for them to act out, such as kick the ball or take three steps. Or have them go on a scavenger hunt. Write short, simple directions on index cards to help them find the next clue, and then on to find the final clue that might just happen to have a prize. For example, a clue might be, look under mom's bed, or go to the kitchen sink. Now remember, write the sight words like the in red to remind them that they can't be sounded out. And using words like by, to, next, under, in, in your scavenger hunt clues, or in your acted out games, you're also introducing your children to prepositions. Now, my daughter's favorite was when I would write verses to songs on different index cards. Since she already memorized the songs, as she read each index card with a verse on it or a line from the song, she was actually connecting the sound of the words to the look of the words. I would then shuffle the index cards and she would have fun reading them and putting them in the correct song order. And you can do the same thing with simple recipes too. 
Now, my son's favorite index card activity was when we played memory or go fish with the index cards of words he was trying to learn or memorize. For example, if we were learning the word red or the word kind, I would write these words twice so I had a pair of them. So I would have two cards that said red or two cards that said kind. Then we would shuffle them and play go fish or memory. Now, if you want or need actual lessons, then check out freedomhomeschooling.com for an extensive list of free online homeschooling and curriculum resources. Or check out Easy Peasy Reading. It's free and it's online. And you know, you could teach reading with simple things like Bob Books and Dr. Seuss Books. They're all free at the library. And if you have a little extra money, say maybe $35, then try using the program called Five in a Row. It utilizes classic picture books that you can get from the library, and then it gives you five days worth of math, geography, reading, art, writing, science, and music lessons that you can do every time you read a particular picture book. Five in a row is really one of the best ways to teach almost all the subjects during the wonder and middle school years for next to nothing. You can learn science and history for free using your library card, cheap games, and the real world. Garden, go on hikes, do some nature studies, go on field trips, raise animals and cook. Read your way through history, play games, invest in a few new ones each year. Go on field trips and eat your way around the world. It's all free, or at least almost for free. And another way to homeschool for free or on a very tight budget, is to keep the home in your homeschool. Do as much as you can at home. Learn as much as you can together. Live and learn together. Homeschooling is a lifestyle, not a curriculum choice. Things like chores, habits, cooking, cleaning, errands, serving, helping grandma, participating in your family business, this is all part of your homeschooling. Your kids are learning valuable life lessons and important values in the process. It's all part of their education. Sometimes the best lessons in schoolwork usually happen outside of a classroom. Now, finally, I've said this before, but if you really want or need your child to learn in a group setting or to be taught in a particular subject by someone other than yourself, then start a co-op or organize a learning pod before you invest in outside classes, which usually require fees or tuition costs. Now, if you're having trouble teaching math to your fifth grader, but you're a really good musician, then ask your homeschooling friend who loves math to teach math to your child and maybe a few other homeschooling friends while you teach and your child's other friends music after the math lesson is complete. Now, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be long. You can meet once a month, bi-monthly, or just once a month all day long. You could go on field trips together, nature hikes together, or do a service project all together. Organizing a small group of friends to learn with and spend time with during the school year is one of the easiest ways to save money, have fun, and ease your planning and teaching time. And you can do all these things mentioned at the high school level too. Now I've told you before about my daughter's sophomore year. We had a Shakespeare class for my daughter and six of her high school friends. It was all free. My son's junior year, 
We had a personal finance and U.S. history co-op for my son and two of his high school friends. Again, besides the books that we bought, it was all free. High schoolers can also take some fabulous classes online for free from universities in the edX program, or they can take classes at their local community college, which are free if you're still in high school. You can barter with a friend. You or your son can exchange math tutoring or writing lessons for you doing yard work or giving them home-cooked meals or dog sitting. And if you're good at something, you can offer to teach your friend's child piano if she can maybe help your teen with his geometry or chemistry. And utilize all the free books your teen can read on Kindle for free. YouTube is free. Most academic apps are free. Utilize all of them to help your teen learn how to apply things like cosine and sine, how to figure out the velocity of a hit ball, the, to learn the difference between socialism and capitalism, or whatever topic your teen is either struggling with or interested in learning. And it's not cheating and you're not being a lazy mom. Why reinvent the wheel when there are so many wonderful and free resources out there for just about every topic or subject your teen needs to learn or wants to learn while in high school. Now, if you're a single mom, you can homeschool too. The key is to find a friend or two or a family member or two who can come alongside you. Then if you can, especially in this post-COVID world, see if your boss is open to you having more flexible hours or letting you work from home a few days a week. I have many working friends who were very creative in scheduling so that they could make this homeschooling thing happen. A close friend of mine homeschooled her granddaughter two days a week. The other two days, her granddaughter spent time at a friend's home who was also homeschooling. The mom graciously homeschooled her granddaughter right alongside her own children. And then her daughter worked from home or was off every other Friday. With a little creative and flexibility in scheduling, and with very gracious homeschooling friends, you can even homeschool if you have a full-time job. I've also seen single moms take a leap of faith and start their own business so they could stay home and homeschool. I'm not a single mom, but it has been tough living off of one income all these years. So I went from full-time teaching to a part-time teaching as an adjunct professor so I could homeschool the kids by day and teach college classes at night. Then when that got too crazy, I retired my professor hat and started my own tutoring business. I tutored math and English every afternoon. When my daughter reached middle school age and she wanted to take a few classes with friends, I started teaching math, science, and writing classes in our local homeschooling community. By teaching a few other homeschool kids too, I was able to make some extra grocery money or I was able to fill up my gas tank each week. Single moms, this really is the best way to supplement your income while staying home so you can homeschool. Start your own co-op, tutoring services, or your own home-based business. And it doesn't have to even be homeschool related. It could be a catering service, a cleaning service, a dog sitting, or a childcare service, or something that you were trained to do. If you're a lawyer, Build up a small clientele from home. If you're an accountant, do your friends and friends of friends taxes each year. If you're a hairstylist, do hair at home. And if you're a teacher, teach other homeschoolers. 
Co-ops and community courses and classes outside of our homes don't have to be expensive. Remember, most of us are all in the same financial boat. So mamas, hopefully I've convinced you to not use the excuse, I can't homeschool because it's too expensive. Or I can't homeschool because I'm a single mom. Instead, let's boldly pray Matthew 7 verses 7 through 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And he who knocks, the door will be opened. Whatever you ask, if it's in God's will, he will provide it. Whether it's financial assistance, homeschooling help, or more flexible hours, God will answer your prayers and in abundance. Then hold on to the promises in Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. If the Lord has called you to homeschool, he will make a way for you to do it. The roadblocks may seem impossible to move or the challenges may seem too difficult to overcome, but the Lord will move heaven and earth if you boldly ask and humbly walk in obedience. Make sure you save this podcast or bookmark it in some way because every season of homeschooling is different. You may find yourself needing the suggestions in this episode in the future, or you may need a few reminders and attitude adjustments when finances start to get tight. Now, I hope I've convinced you that you can homeschool no matter what your financial situation looks like. Make sure you join me next week as I tackle the next I Can't Homeschool Because. The topic is homeschooling with dyslexia. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. I also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Don't forget to check out my new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or share it with a friend who might be on a tight budget like you and me. If you haven't already, I would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcasts and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschooling mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.